in a world where people need 80s and 90s movie reviews, two regular Geordies combine forces to bring you the Brother to Brother 80s and 90s movie review podcast. Check them out on Twitter, YouTube, and all decent podcast vendors. They think I'm dead. Yes, yes, they think you're dead, but you're not dead. In the whole of recorded medical history, this has never happened to another single human being. Yes, so why did it have to happen to me? Do you know what you are, darling? You're a sign. You're an omen. You're a burning bush. I am? Of course you are. We're being told that we belong together. And I'm being called. I'm being challenged. Don't you see, Madeline? It's a miracle! Hello and welcome back to Brother Brother, your sanctuary for your 80s and 90s movie reviews with myself, Carl, and my co-host, Nikki with an I. Nikki, <laughs> what is in the VCR today, my friend? Is that going to be the permanent thing now, Nikki with an I? I'll probably drop it after this. <laughs> so no. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, so in the VCR today, Carl, is um, Death Becomes Her, 1992. It's a one hour, 44-minute flick. And um, it's definitely one from my childhood, I would say. You know, one of them, one, one of them films where when you're a kid, it kind of like, just, is it constantly in your mind as like an unreal film, but you, you can't really tell someone what it was about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because it's, it's classed as like a, that's a black comedy. It's a, it's a, a comedy, it's a comedy horror. Dark comedy. Aye, dark comedy. You know where I'm going with it. But yeah, comedy horror is the genre, if you will, because I'm sure he, um, Zemeckis had a few. Was it, what was the other so one? So it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, famous for Back to the Future. Yes, Back to the Future, Back to the Future 3. Um, well, because this one was wedged in between Back to the Future 3, which Zemeckis did. He might have done two, I don't know. Aye. And well, then and then Forrest Gump. I know they were saying like it was unfortunately placed between the two. Like I think Death Becomes a is a standalone flick. I hold its own. Well, it's it's what's it? It's Brian. It's a new. From when, from when it was out at the time, it was Aye. really good. Yeah, it's a unique film. Like think of the lineup: Goldie Hawn, Meryl Streep, whose class is the goat, Meryl Streep. Yeah, and Bruce Willis. How funny is this? I thought Goldie Hawn. I thought Horn was spelled H-O-R-N-E, like. Horn, creep. do you know what I mean? What a creep! And then uh, it was obviously doing this flick. I've realised it's W N. But I'm sure you texted me last night saying Goldie's giving me the horn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny actually. It's funny because in this flick, obviously, the reason it kind of stood out in my mind as a kid. Goldie Horn's a good-looking woman, by the way. Well, I'm not yeah. now, but she is a good-looking woman. Yeah, because she should take the potion now. Hi, <laughs> she. Obviously, has that hole in her later in the film, and that was the that was the scene in in my bracket as a kid that would stand out as a. Oh, I love that film and that that bit where she gets a hole in there because I because I, I used to think she's in a hole quite a bit, but yeah. Because I used to think it looked amazing. Do you know what I mean? No, it was it was because that was the first early digital trickery yeah introduced to flicks yeah exactly which and it then was very well done. Oh, it was really well done, mate. But that's what led on to Jurassic Park using the same digital effects. And yeah. the, I mean, I, I was watching a review, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was basically saying, had it not been for Death Becomes Her and the digital effects used, Jurassic Park might not have been That's as good. early in the 90s as it, as it was. Aye, as if he opened the door. Well, yeah. Because He's always pushing the boat, Robert Zemeckis. Aye. Or Bob, as he like to call him. Bob. So hey, let's Bob. let's talk, obviously, Death Becomes Her, like you said, 1992. Yeah. Um, Bruce Willis. 
plays who? I've got to tell me lot. Doctor Ernest Menville. Aye. What, but what he's a, a surgeon, he's like a top surgeon. He's like, he's like a proper dork, a geek, but like, but like, it's like a nervous wreck. Do you know what I mean? Aye. And I, I remember like thinking, because I'm sure like he went from being an action hero to this like. Well, well, yeah, because well, Die Hard was '88, so it was four years before this. He was yippee ki in around. It was hard seeing him like that at first as a young and like, hey, what's going on? He's not John McLean. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, hundred percent. But then he, as you watch it, he's just. It's a great um, performance from him. Aye, it's another string who was born it. Like, Aye. it really, like, sets him apart, I think. Then you've got the two women, obviously. Yeah, Meryl Streep and Goldie Horn, a.k.a. Madeline and Helen. Madeline, Madeline, Madeline. Madeline, Madeline. Aye, Madeline, Madeline. Madeline is Meryl, Meryl Streep plays Madeline, sorry. And you've got Goldie Horn who plays Helen. Aye. It's but... So, uh, well, what's the hypnosis, Nicky? The synopsis is according to IMDb. I mean, what what would you say the synopsis is before I read this out loud? If you were to, uh, I, don't, I was going to say woman scorned there, but which does happen. Oh yeah, yeah. I would say that's fine. Starts two women fighting over one bloke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, if you're wrapping it up into a sentence, yeah. Uh, do you know uh, what I mean? No, no, hundred percent, absolutely. Um, when a fading actress learns of an immortality treatment she sees it as a way to outdo her longtime rival is the synopsis from imdb which well yeah madeline's like a star aren't she? like she's on the on the stage she is but she obviously an aging actress on the way out kind yeah of thing. which is to be fair though mate like this that, that that's the beautiful thing about this film because one of the massive things in hollywood is Ages, the, ageism. The, the look down on like yeah, especially women. Mm-hmm. Guys get well, no guys get better as they get older. You know what I mean? Aye. But um, women that don't tend to sort of, unless you're sort of Meryl Streep, the yeah, goat, big time. You'll still get roles. But well, look, well, look at look at Renee Zellweger. I'm sure she like she hasn't had any like has she? She's got, she's got a number one show mate on Paramount at the minute. Yeah, I, but, but, bad example. No, yeah. no, it's not a bad example, mate. Because I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure she hasn't I'm done too. the whole surgery nonsense and all that kind of stuff, and therefore she gets loads of shit. In the media, because yeah. she looks the way she looks. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Because yeah. she's an aging actress. I know what you mean, but I was only Joel. No, no, I'm not getting it, mate. I would never have a go. Um, <laughs> no, she's playing a, a classy role. This is half a story, by the way. And she's, you know, like when the, like, a bit like in this film, actually, you know how Goldie Horn, like, they put the weight on her. Aye. Make them look bigger. Make her a crazy cat she's lady. She's looking big at the minute in this Paramount series she's doing based on a true story. Was Elbega? Aye, of a, of a murderer. Something like a mirror, but she just acts all like calm as you like and can lie away. That Paramount Plus looks good, to be fair. I was and I, I downloaded the app and I wanted like a free trial on it, but then the free trial all of a sudden disappeared. Well, if you go to Amazon Prime, you get a free trial through Amazon Prime. Through that, I believe so. I need to do that because I wouldn't mind watching that. Um, I bet it definitely comes here. Aye, hundred percent. Do the sound bite. Give the bit. Okay. Give the bit taste of it. This soundtrack, I think it's done by Alan Silvestri, who's famous yeah. for Flight the Navigator. Aye, but I, I watch a thing, and I'm sure it said Danny Elfman, but well, aye, this, is, this is Silvestri. This is played like I love quite that. a bit through the movie, isn't it? Aye. <laughs> it's class, like Goldie Horn, like tipping about and that. That, that's the whole film. 
is not in the way of it. I love that man, you know, like the soundtrack man, like, right. meant. Soundtracks make movies. They do, mate, but uh, you know what it is, right, for me, I mean, I will say this all the time, to be fair, like, but... Broken Rebel. Which is like that, for example, it's like an, it's like an actual movie-like theme, which I think is a bit of a dying art nowadays, like, I mean, I, I mean over there, like, the Avengers, I mean, that's got its own little theme tune and stuff like that, but a lot of films now don't have that kind of, just like a unique soundtrack like Beverly Hills Cop or that for example or Terminator do you know what I mean aye they sort of go to the the use artists like dream aye aye like chart music do you know what I mean like Predator do you know what I mean unreal like I think I mean I could be wrong like I mean no doubt there's people listening and thinking there's loads of examples of films nowadays that have got their own kind of like little probably but but I think I think it's it's not as prominent as it was not in our Um, world one thing actually that I haven't actually wrote down on my little sheet here, which I think definitely needs a mention, is um, you've seen Gremlins two. Aye, but not for a long time. The new batch. So on Gremlins two, there's a gremlin. Obviously, they all kind of turn into like a unique gremlin. There's one that turns into like a woman, like a female gremlin, and I'm sure that the base her on Goldie Horn and Death becomes her. Mm. I'm sure they do. You've just brought back a mad memory for me and I. Like, when I was at school, right, hormones raging. You know, you just don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And there was this lass above us, you know, like, yeah. No, no, she was below us, actually, which makes it even worse. And um, for some reason, we had a marker and we are writing shit on walls, you know? All right. And I won't, I'm not see the lass's name because she was actually... You know, one of them things, you like, you you try and hurt the ones you love. <laughs> not, do you know what I mean? Not the ones you love, but you know, oh, class. I'm just showing, I'm just showing Carl a picture of the female gremlin on Gremlins too, and it is got Based it. on Goldie Hall, that's funny, that. Has to be in it. You have to post that later. I will, I. Um, ah, and I put, I put such and such. Oh, I'm, just, sorry, just, just quickly, just sorry, not your story. That was 1990. Again. 1990. So the can't have been, aye, the can't have been. That really confuses that. How do, how do you mean that was based on her character on Death Becomes Her? I thought it was, right? Because as I watched the film, it, she was making us think of the female gremlin of Gremlins 2. So you were just, you were basically doing what I'm about to say. You thought, Sorry, You thought someone was a fucking gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I wrote on the wall. Such and such is a fucking gremlin. Jesus. And nah. And you know what the, rip, what the, what the message back? Because like, they read something. Don't feel us after midnight. No. <laughs> Which is funny, because I said that about someone, didn't I, another time? <laughs> Did you? I don't feel... I, what was it? You said something like, um, or just something, and I went, more like a fucking gremlin, don't feed her after midnight. I thought that was you. I thought I said that to you. I can't remember. Um, we have a lot of jokes. We have a lot, quite a lot of jokes. I, so I put, like, such is a fucking gremlin. Sorry for the F-bombs. And um, <laughs> the message back, Carl Atkinson is tight. <laughs> <laughs> What, on a wall? No, on a wall, aye, like in, in, in the local park. <laughs> it's what? tight. How do they, they, they how... mean money-wise? They meant like, you know, like when you do stages, third base and all that. I remember like... <laughs> the fucking now tight about he. I now, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sure there's an earlier episode where you're like, I was just too busy being sexually active in the community. Are they your words? <laughs> Call that guy's tight. I just having a laugh. How but funny I, is that? How funny is that though? Like you writing something on the wall. How did they know it was you that wrote on the wall? Oh, because I read by Carl Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. 
<laughs> that's genuine, mate. Like, what was I thinking? It's like I wanted to call you, but I wanted you to know who it was from. <laughs> mate, that is gold. That like, what a dickhead. By Carl Atkinson. No flies in a reply. She let us off. She let us off seeing that. Like to be fair, she could have really fucking went in us. You know what I mean? Chicken dick. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. Your chicken dick. Don't even fucking go in there. If Death becomes chicken dick. If the, if destroyed, even more true. Um, so <laughs> getting mad at the flick by Carl Atkinson. That is fucking brilliant. Uh, budget for this film made fifty-five million dollar budget. I I can see how it was that because of the digital trickery. Aye, like, that's that's a, that's a lot. That though, mate. I know. But as well though, when you think about it, they've got Bruce Willis, who's at this point made it big because he's done his die-hard flicks and that. Goldie Horn. Who's a massive name and Meryl Streep as well, so that in itself probably cost him a bit of kind of, kind Bruce of coin. Willis doing this role wasn't a big stretch for him because he's did comedy before. He was renowned for that. Well, to be fair, in Die Hard, he had like a bit of a comedic kind of like crack. Do you know he mean? was in Moonlighting. He did Blind Date and that. He was just he was a funny guy. I was. So for him to keep going, like, it's a miracle and all. It's like he was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That scene where they're fighting. Like uh, towards the end, and he's got that fucking pinny on that says like "kiss the chef." I just thought it was hilarious. Well, do you know what I mean? Ladies, come on! <laughs> like it's a really tense moment, and he's just got "kiss the chef" on the front of his like pinny thing. Like so funny that, brilliant, hilarious, absolutely classmate. But so I, you know, like well, what did it make? That was the budget. What was the opening weekend? It was twelve point one million, and then the gross worldwide was hundred and forty nine million. Obviously, these are dollars. It's a good, it's a good profit. Oh, I'm, 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 for a one-hour well, yeah. forty-four film, I mean, trebled the money. It's a lot of work. Like I have seen the, the footage on YouTube of like how they did it and that, and Meryl Streep had the blue sort of hat on for the green screen. Like Aye. If, you know, and we were seeing like we seen a clip of Meryl Streep saying, "Oh, I invited my mum to set," Aye. and she came and she was like, "I've come to see you on set," and like. You wearing a pretty daft blue like mask and all that. Well, she was. She, she wasn't impressed was she, Mel Street with the whole digital effects thing because I mean, obviously at the time, it's like brand new in it, like early nineties. Like, and she's a pure actress. Yeah. So it, it's probably the norm now. Like, I mean, you see, you see footage of them on the old on on the YouTube where they've got the little dots and that on the face. Yeah. And they're doing the like the acting and stuff aye, like that. And I like your Marvel and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all superimposed in later or whatever. Um. Which is unreal when it comes well, to the actual thing. Unreal. However, that's, well, 30 years. For someone like Meryl, it's like... We're 30 years later. So, yeah, it's, it's probably the norm now. But 30 years ago... 30 years, by the way, Jesus. She said she felt like she was just, like, standing around, like, waiting yeah, around. Yeah, like like she was a like she was a spare part. Aye, which is crazy coming from her. So she said never again. I wonder if she has done it again. She I don't said, think she has. I yet. mean, she said never again then. But, I mean... It's, has she, I don't know many Meryl Streep flicks, to be fair. I was about to say that. We're, we're going to get shot for that because she's the goat, isn't she? Well, let's have a go. Yeah, as you, I'm out. Um, Devil Wears Prada. I've never seen it. Um, you know. um, <laughs> i tell you what, I'll just... Uh, I'll the, River the River Wild. Remember that one? With Kevin Bacon? Nah. I hate Kevin Bacon. The Water Rapids. I don't I know how you hate Kevin Bacon. Everyone loves I Kevin cannot Bacon. stand Everyone Mate, loves Kevin Bacon. Do you know why I don't like Kevin Bacon? Everyone loves Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Apollo 13. That's why I don't like Kevin Bacon. Mm. I feel like you took Lieutenant Dan's space on that ship. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. How Kevin Bacon's done a lot of films. He's done a lot of AE adverts as well. Like, but he's done a lot of movies. I remember Wilds, Devil Wears Prada. Uh, people are probably screaming. Mate, just like out of Africa. 
Uh, hold on, I'm just loading up the old IMD bizzle here. The Prom is a recent one that's just done, 2020, Don't Look Up, Let Them All Talk. Don't Look Up, that was a comedy role for her with uh, DiCaprio and Jonah Hill and that. Into the Woods, I've seen Into the Woods. Oh, that right? was a musical with uh, James Corden and that. Yeah, I want to I wanna go back to the 90s, because that's obviously our... As if, she's, as if she was in King of the Hill for an episode, that is berserk. I go back to the 80s and 90s, what was Meryl Streep? Marvin's Room Before and After, the, the Bridges of Madison County. That rings a bell, the Bridges of Madison County. The River Wild, why do I know that one? It was on, it, got, it was a great flick, I've seen it at the flicks, ironically. And um, it got hammered on ITV too, not long ago, it was just on every other oh, was it? I hate when they do that to a film like Death Becomes Her of... American Master, The Taylor of Gloucester, Rabbit Ears, Heartburn, Out of Africa. Anyway, Sophie's Choice, that was the one I was looking for. Sophie's That's a famous sitcom, isn't it? Like, it always gets referenced in over... That's a film, Sophie's Choice. Oh, is it? Aye. Survivor of a Nazi concentration camp, so it's a bit of a uh, little dark flick there. But uh, aye. Aye, right, so let's go back to the start of Deathly Comes My apologies. Um, obviously, Goldie Horn is playing... Who do we say She's playing Helen. Helen. Yeah. What was her surname? Because I'm sure like people would call her by her surname. You know, like when she was in the. Um... So it starts off. Helen is with Ernest at first. Yes, that's correct. They're, they're due to be married, aren't they? Aye, and she wants. She always thinks that um, Madeline, played by Meryl, always wants to nick a, a man. Yeah. So she wants him to pass the test. Sharp is Helen's last name. Was it Helen Sharp? Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. I saw she wants her to pass the Madeline test. How mad's that? So, when she takes him... Oh, how funny is that? When he's like, he's watching that on stage and he's like, he's clapping she, and shouting and that. And, she's amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> and then he's like, wow, wow. <laughs> he's clapping. <laughs> she's like, oh, her face is brilliant. Totally isn't? under a spell, isn't he? Totally under a spell. Two seconds, because I'm going to let the dog out, because I think she's crying. Two seconds. I, I feel like um, Garth, when he, on Wayne's World, you know, when Wayne leaves the couch... And Goff's left to go like, I'm having a good time. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen Wayne's World, have you? I was just about to say. I, I need have to, I need to do Wayne's World. Like, I, I think it changed the game, you know, on comedy. Aye? Aye. Mike Myers, like, changed the game. Um, I'm happy to do Wayne's World. Like, maybe not ne- maybe not in the next episode. But maybe, well, if it's available, we can do it for the next episode. Like, mm-hmm. but Definitely changed the game. Aye? Um, aye, so she wants... So she obviously takes Ernest to go and see her friend Madeline on stage. Yeah. And then she goes, oh, we'll go meet her backstage and all that. And um, she seems to take an immediate like to Bruce Willis. But the beautiful- oh, she probably, because he's a surgeon, isn't he? Aye, but the, uh, that's the beautiful thing about this flick, is because Bruce Willis in this film isn't like a, like a heartthrob or not like that, is he? He's, he's, got, like- he's, got, he's got like a shitty moustache. His hair's all over the place. He's, he's like nervous as out. He's got out about him. And he's got these two women fighting over him. They yeah. Are, that's part of the... the he's com- slightly better at the start, though. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's not as... Geek, like, it's a miracle. You know, like, do you know what I mean, though? <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, do like, I do. I should probably fall from him because she's probably thinking, oh, he's a surgeon, he can touch us up and all that. Aye. He is, if he's plastic surgeon. He's meant to be, like, a renowned plastic surgeon. So, aye, you're probably so, right there. And like. then, like, forwards to, like, like, a scene later, and she's, like, she's saying something, like... I hate it and all that. I could see the way you were looking at her and all that, and I wanted you to pass the test and all that. And he's like, "Have you heard yourself? You're ridiculous and all this." Aye. Yeah, and I'm, then the next scene, I am not interested in Madeline. <laughs> he's walking down the aisle. <laughs> the next scene, he's walking down the aisle with her. And then she's in a um, 
like a a place where they put nut nuts. Well, she's not. Well, she's not. She's in her own apartment, isn't she? But she's like overweight, stuffed in a bracket. Oh, yeah. And she's and watching. She gets took. And to she's, a... she's watching a film where Meryl Streep, like obviously, um, Madeline's getting choked. Ah, and she, she keeps to... watching this same scene over and over again. When she's got like a house full of cats, and the cop has it like and she's just big and she's brain like, down the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I so then she's in like a, a nut asylum or whatever it's called, an insane asylum, like a mental ward. I can't remember that bit. I saw she's in a mental ward. You don't remember, man? She's like, just like, what are they? What's they're, all, they're all in a group and like they go, um, what's it called, Goldie? Helen. Helen, I. Helen, is there anything you'd like to say to the group? And she goes, I'd like, oh, yes. I'd like to talk about, and she goes, Madeline. And they'll go, ah, yeah. Ah, they'll all get kicked off like, ah, not again. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I Actually, remember now. I've just got a quick one from one of ours, like a little quiz mm-hmm. question. And I'm not going to use his name. I'm going to use. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into the habit of using people's Twitter handles or whatever. So at eighties Ewok, I'm sure that's what he's called. Aye, aye. So I know you like the film, The Secret of My Success, and you know Whitfield's secretary. You know who I'm talking about. Um, the one who was like saying, "Oh, I liked you. You always kept taking your pants off." This is when like you, you kept getting changed quickly with Michael J. Fox. Um, well, at 80s Ewok, she is in Death Becomes Her, and I want to know if you can find her. You get back to me when you do. Aye? Aye. I think that's the one, like. Aye, oh, he likes a little quiz. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little hint Easter egg there for him. Well, aye, at least I'd probably find it straight away straight. That's a good time, probably, seeing as we're talking about um, aye, Twitter handles and that. People who are following her and stuff like that. Um, we had a uh, Mallory Agadelo at Mallory Agadelo. Mag- Mallory Agadelo was her name. Her handle is at Mallory O. Um, she's from Medellin, which is Colombia. Medellin, Colombia, yeah. Um, and she's obviously kind of started listening to the podcast. And she's reached out, which is obviously what we're trying to implore everyone to do is just reach out and have a bit crack. So it's nice to know that um, Mallory is is enjoying our podcast and hopefully she enjoys this little bit of airtime that we've afforded her. Thank you very much for your tweet, uh, Mallory. It's, it meant a lot to, to me and Carl. And I was talking to Nikki before and I'll be reaching out to her. I want to just have a little bit talk. Yeah, yeah. See where she found one. Like, obviously... If it, what she enjoys the most, Aye. Right. yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Going back to the film, though, um, an interesting one that um, referenced the fact about the film is obviously later on the the fighting each other with shovels. Um, you you told us this one, which obviously I then had like confirmed by it's a standout scene for you. Yeah, well, it's the standout scene because obviously, like, there's some berserk stuff happens during the fight with the shovels, but Goldie Horn actually gets caught with a shovel by Meryl Streep and she was actually cut open and she just cracked on like filming which yeah. I thought was fair play ah, I love Goldie Horn. she's got a good work ethic ah. <laughs> Jobsworth nah she's been some great flicks over the years hasn't she like ah, overboard I and... haven't seen it yeah what else <laughs> Wild Cats you wouldn't have heard of that one Nicky. Overboard's on our to-do list um, what else is Goldie Horn? off the top of my head oh yeah man we're on a wire she's in that Christmas film isn't she with uh, Kurt Russell that with Steve Martin which one? Christmas, Christmas Chronicles, I think it is. Christmas Chronicles 2, oh, I think she's in. Christ. Trust you to pick the one like when she's on Death's Door. Um, 
<laughs> death door. Do you, do you know what I mean, though? Like, a last film before she fucking retires. <laughs> Mrs. Claus, I, with her husband, Kurt Russell, are you right? <laughs> She did a funny comedy with Amy Schumer. Hey, oh, I forgot the name of it now. But they both get kidnapped. Aye? Aye. Goldie Horn was class, man, wasn't she? Aye, but um, she's still got a scar to this day because of that shovel incident. Co-op Merrill. Aye, getting co-op Merrill, so Death Becomes Her will forever be part of her of her life as a result, do you know what I mean? Which I thought was, a, was an interesting one. Um, the film's actually, well, apparently, because it's obviously is a mecca's flick, is it meant to be set in the same universe as Back to the Future was? Because oh, um, there was like a and and the, the, the well for me though right just because the re- the kind of reference Back to the Future in the film doesn't necessarily mean it's I in the same, the same universe. Do you know what I mean? She just fingered a date, didn't she? Well, yeah, because the one about like they were arguing about who took this portion first, and then um, Goldie Horn's like, well, I took it on. Um, the 26th of October. Well, let's just, let's just quickly give a little thing about the portion. Obviously, these are two aging, yeah, like sort of rivals, uh-huh. and obviously Madeline steals um, Ernest off Helen. Um, but it go, what does it go like seven years later? It likes to like jump Aye. seven years later, and Madeline isn't happy with Ernest. Like she wants, she's like not about with young studs and all that, aren't she? Well. It's it's funny because like the way the film's set, other than Ernest, all the blokes that are in the film are meant to just be like cast offs or like complete drips. Do you know what I mean? It's meant to be like focused on women and and powerful women. Do you know what I mean? Like well even even Ernest to be fair is a total melt. And then when they go to see Lyle von Ruman, the wifey with a portion, she's got like men Isabella Rossellini. One realness, yeah. nice, yeah, yeah, nice. Um, she's got men servants, if you will. Ironically, the three of them are called Tom, Dick, and Harry, which I thought was a canny little fact. And uh, you would have think it was like the chipping deals answering the door, yeah. Well, you? that's where this, yeah. So, the men are like really like lowered in this film, which I'm not saying is a good or a bad thing, I'm just saying like as, as a fact. And the women are obviously built up, and then that's the beautiful thing about the film. Because women are built up, it also kind of like leans on the fact that in Hollywood, especially, aging is a massive thing. Like the pair of them are fighting to be forever young. Do you know what I mean? Aye, because they both take a portion at one point, don't they? That yes. that gives them immortality. That's the word. I was looking for a word there, like forever young. Aye, but it comes now. A warning. It comes. <laughs> once like that. she's drunk. <laughs> yeah. drunk yeah. Now a warning. What are you nuts? I she says that. What are you nuts? Like, Aye. not something you hear much now either. Just before that, it's a bit of a like, a, dare I say, iconic line. Like, where Meryl Streep, like, as Madeline says, bottoms up. And she, like, drinks it, you know? Like, she's that little face, you know? It's funny that, though, when it imagine, like, you've just, like, took a portion, for example, and then someone says to you, and now a warning. Like, after you've drank it, you would be raging, like. It looks lush, doesn't it? Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's like a pink do, pearly. Do, do, do you know what it reminded us of? Actually, Dana White's drink. Dana White's drink. I see like Dana White when he does like uh, press conferences. He's always got like a drink, and it's like a pink, and it looks like that. Aye. No, you know what it reminds us of because the way it was glowing and stuff like that. You know, um, Santa Claus the movie. You know that the the bait the reindeers eat, how it's like gl- like glistening and all I've that kind of it. stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say the reindeers eat that bait, but it's like glittery, oh, and glowing. Oh, That's what it made us think of. But the drink version, tremendous, that, isn't it? It does look, it does look nice. It's probably just here with just a bit as of glitter good on. As that bait that gets put out for Joe. Oh yeah, in the bowl. Aye, hundred percent. 
That kind of Coke looks like the best kind of Coke ever. And it's a bit of ham and bread and like, oh. in a bowl in it. 100%. Oh, no. We'll have to do that at Christmas, review Santa Claus movie. I we'll, we'll, we'll review Santa Claus. I thought you. Were, I thought you. Were, I thought you were going to say eat fucking eat ham and bread. Oh, can. That can be like sit in the snow and eat ham and part of the podcast. will you can put it on the step for us coming in. I still to this day regret not fucking getting you to do the travel shuffle no when we did the, the <laughs> at the at the gate when we did the fucking Goonies episode. Oh. <laughs> Funny. Imagine I made you do the truffle shuffle to get in the house. That would have been absolutely brilliant. But reference the portion. Um, Goldie Horn says, like, obviously, well, because they're arguing over who took it first. And Goldie Horn says, oh, well, I took it on the 26th of October, 1985, that only which comes is the day. that she took it when that scene when you see she's got the big hole in her stomach. Yeah. She's like, hold on, well, have you got, when did you take it? Oh, and she sees the brooch because they get a brooch, don't they? Mm hmm. Which like, lets them know. Aye, that's right, aye. But that's what she's saying. So she, she took it on 26th of October 1985, which is the day Martin McFly went back in time in 1955. That right. was the day. Oh, I know. Like, I know. I, Aye. He's obviously done that. So he's li- done that, honey, like, oh, for no, his own amusement. Of course he has. That's why there's little references. In, but, but, but the point I was making is just because that reference there, for me, doesn't say it's in the same universe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The house is quite a big house, isn't it? That's using Death Becomes Her. Like Madeline's house and, and Ernest's house. Yeah. It was uh, an attraction for people United when they go on tours and that. Well, yeah, will it be? I mean, yeah, well, it makes but then it they, a bit. But then they, when they knocked it down, there must have been a reason for it. They must have needed that space. You know what I, mean? I remember you telling us about this actually, and I was meant to look into why they knocked it down, um, and more importantly, what's there now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I, know, I know that like, the Home Alone house, for example, is, is like still there. still there. Cost £4 million to buy. I'm sure someone bought it not long ago, it was £4 million quid. But the Home Alone house, you know how uh, Marv goes down down in the basement, down them stairs? Yeah. That isn't actually part of the house. That doesn't exist. Oh, someone else. Uh, the George is not there. They just put that staircase in just for the film, which I thought was mad. Oh, so it was like a, on a stage somewhere. Aye. Aye. Madness. I don't know. We're getting off track a bit there, like, but I just thought it was an interesting factoid. No, no, no. That's what happens on our podcast. Do you know what I mean? We'll do, like, a tail off. Um. A good fact I thought when I was reading through all the different uh, bits and bobs reference this flick, because obviously I love the Twilight Zone. Obviously, it's, it's a ride in, in Disney World, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, um, and it's also sometimes on the telly in the bedrooms when you're in the Disney resorts. However, um, Tales from the Crypt is also like a kind of similar version of what the Tower, t- uh, what the um, what's it called? T- what's it called again? I've just literally fucking said it. What, the Twilight Zone? Twilight Zone. Fucking hell, Jesus Christ, my mind went blank. So, aye, the Tales of Crypt's kind of like a similar thing. Um, and this, this, the story of Death Becomes Her was originally meant to just be a story on an episode of Tales from the Crypt. But... I was saying. Um, which I thought... Which I I think that's an interesting interesting fact because, like, it could have just been just dismissed as a, a 10, 15-minute episode in Tales from the Crypt. But... I don't know if they got scrapped from Tales of the Crypt or if someone's seen it and just thought, hold on a minute, we've got a little, we've got a kind of little flick here. And then they've kind of like saved it from what could have just been dismissed as a 10-minute fucking thing. Talking of things getting scrapped. It made a full film. Like, we we make a point now of watching the original trailer that was ever at the time. Yes. And there's, <clears throat> there's little snippets in this trailer that aren't in the actual movie now. Aye, because... Um, She's driving in the car at one point and like, you don't see that in the movie, but I do. 
Meryl Streep driving the car, you say I. Oh, do you? I, because of the way she drives, she drives to that big mansion, didn't she, to see the... Um, oh, no, no, I'm talking about, like, she's in a white car, and she, like, drives to the, ski, like, like the playhouse or wherever she's going. Hmm. I don't know. But I, the, I read anyway that there's definitely things in there the is, trailer. Aye, there is, because... That aren't in the movie. There's a scene where, like... Which it, I, I watched it yesterday, I should fully remember. There's a, there's a bartender die in the flick. Or in this flick? Aye. I can remember. Well, so that was one of the scenes that's in the trailer because I was I, obviously the, the original ending was Bruce Willis faked his death, and he met someone else to escape from them to not as met someone else, grew old, and then he bumps into them like yeah, he, yeah, he, and, he, and, and then and then and they lock up, they like find him type thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I'm sure the like part of that is including the trailer i the wifey that he meets and the dead bartender and all that kind of nonsense i'm sure that's part of the trailer which ultimately didn't actually make the film so um they showed the because that was the it's mad that the original ending wasn't used because they showed it to a test audience yeah they didn't like it well i think that's a few times they've done that i mean what was the um I know there was something we were talking about not long ago. Aye. There was a test audience. I, I think it's crazy how there's a, like they use a test audience. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, no, 100%. You would, think you would just would have the thing oh, put the flick out. It was short circuit. They, they showed it to a, a test audience and they had her oh. actually falling in love with Johnny Five and kissing him. Aye, and the, like and the it, test it. audience were like, boo! I didn't like it. <laughs> Understandably, mate. Like, what were they thinking? Like, I think when you told me that on the short circuit podcast, Get it, listen, it's only half an hour. <laughs> you know, you want to, like, I think no. you told us, and I, I nearly passed out because I was laughing that hard. <laughs> yeah, that was right, aye, you did, aye. You did. Because uh, yeah, she kissed him, I was like, aye. Um, Meryl Streep, when she uh, um, applied, is that the word? Originally. Rehearsed. Not, what's auditioned? the word? Auditioned, that's the word, aye. When she auditioned for this role, actually went for, well, thought she was going for Goldie Horn's role. Aye, Helen. Um, Helen, because she felt like it was more suited to her as a person. Uh, but obviously... She didn't see herself as this flashy dancer aye, on stage and that. But Zemeckis obviously saw her as Meryl Streep, like the infamous Meryl Streep, so they made her to be this this like showbiz gal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, shooting time as well. We'll try to find that out, but it doesn't really tell you, does it? We'd like to find out how long it took to actually shoot aye, the movie. I couldn't find anything. It was shot in L.A., Los Angeles. All right, Los Angeles. A few different locations in Los Angeles. Um, it, it won an Oscar? Aye. It's it, for, for, for its digital. For the visual best visual effects yeah. Oscar. And it beat out Batman Returns and Aliens 3, which... No flies. Aye. It's it's a pretty impressive feat. Claim. Do you know what I mean? Like, to see, like... Because, I mean, Batman Returns, that's the episode with... The episode, the film with Penguin... Um, isn't it? What's that one? Batman Returns. Aye, that's all, that's all the Penguin Eye and uh, Catwoman, so Selena Kyle and all that kind of stuff. There just, was loads just of... A quick one. Do you know they've shot a DC Batgirl movie and they've just scrapped it? Never. Like, and Michael Keaton was in it. As Batman? Aye. You joke. And, and they've, um, they've just scrapped it. That's mad, isn't it? At 80s Ewok told us first and then obviously I read about it. It's one of them, right? Because Michael, Michael Keaton is going to appear in the Flash. By I, I've, heard, I've heard he's meant to be returning as Batman, but like, like for example, say here, this flick cost fifty-five million dollars, so it would have cost so, it would have cost something to make that film. However much that they've oh, done, no. it would have they would have spent that money. Crazy, and then scrapped it. I feel sorry for the actress. 
Sure. I think it was like a massive thing. I'm bad girl, you know. Well, hundred percent. You know, this reminds me of the RoboCop episode that we did, and we ended up scrapping that because it was just, <laughs> it was just cursed. Class film. We need to do it, mate, because it's becoming like Karate Kid. Like we just never do it. Aye. Obviously, we did Karate Kid not long ago, like with our special guest and. Um, Can you fly, Bobby? Karate Kid Two in the pipeline. Yeah, a little sequel. teaser there, yeah. Look for that Tro- sequel. I'm looking forward to that, you know. Lads on tour, we're travelling to Okinawa. <laughs> yeah, tickets are booked, mate. Tickets are booked. Um, we've already discussed that one. This so, time's for real. Do you think... Not tournament. Do you think, Carl, the film holds up 30, 30 years to the year later? I, I still think it's a... It's a it's, death becomes a... Whenever anyone says, oh, I'd, I'd, my first reaction would be, our oh, class film. Aye. But when I was watching it now, was an older guy, like some good bits, laugh me head off at Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Um, but those times I'm like, oh, God, where are Yeah, on, hurry up. It's, it, I mean, it's only, what, an hour and 44 minutes? But it felt longer. But it was a, it was a long hour and 45 uh, 40 minutes. It wasn't the me, magic like, night. Nah. But like, a less than two hour flick I'm usually happy with, because you can put it on, get it watched, job done. But I, I struggled's a strong word, because I did enjoy the film but like you're saying there was times where I was like right this this could be wrapped up for me now do you know what I mean um it's obviously interesting that I mentioned Home Alone earlier as well because Home Alone 2 was top of the box office on the day that at the time at the uh, I think it was end of November 92 Home Alone 2 and ironically launched. I tweeted the day without even knowing this Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, the original. Yeah, that was the cut. That was out at the time. It was actually a good watch. Well, at the I'm, time. Sh- I'm sh- did it not release on the same weekend. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, but it was, it was definitely a lot of people were going to see Death Becomes Her over Buffy. Yeah, I went to see both. Well, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I uh, I think grossed like nine million or something. So it was slightly like a few million less there. Did it After, on on the opening weekend? I want to weekend. look into that. I want to see. I want to look into it. Well, it, if, it was a it flopped. It was Luke Perry in that, wasn't it? Luke. Luke Perry was not. It's a quick one, right? I always see it like people on Twitter and that. Like, always, like, especially at 80s Ewok. Um, like, I'll say, I remember this being big and there was a lot of hype around it, memorabilia. So, Batman, the original Michael Keaton. Yeah. Uh, another one top of my head, Men in Black. That There was a lot of hype around that. That was, that was 90s, wasn't it? We should do Men in Will Black. Smith, Tommy Lee Jones. That, oh, yeah. There was a lot of hype behind that. And The Bodyguard. I wonder if oh, he agrees wow. with that one. Um, that, that was 92 Wayne Houston you? Kevin Costner yeah, that was 92 that was a massive um, that was quite popular and I like a big film Aye. a lot of hype around it 90, I'm sure Bodyguard was 92 because when I was looking at the box office for the year um, Home Alone 2 was there Bodyguard was there um, and a few other flicks I can't, I can't remember what they were now like, but, um, Men in Black's an interesting one to do um, should probably save this, save the story for then for that episode. Like, but I'll um, save it. Um, now I'm gonna tell the story. Um, please save it. <laughs> it's funny actually. Cause I don't kind of talk about Will Smith because he's you know. I don't know if it was a VHS or if it was a D- DVD. That I definitely had the DVD, but I remember the the, the memory that I've got of watching it. Cause I used to watch it every morning before school. I used to put it on, and I would I like knew like the words for the film like off by heart so to a certain point. It, I. But the, when I'm thinking about watching it, it was a VHS era. Good watch. Anyway, I well made brilliant watch. One was mint. Two. Uh, oh, I, and then th- three. Uh, the, three Hemsworth was, was funny. Is that the one you're on about? Was Hemsworth in that one? No, that? no. Hemsworth was in uh, Men in Black International. What, that was, did Will Smith do three Men in Black films? Three, three oh, Men in Black God films. Will Smith. Uh, nah. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about Will Smith more on that one. 
Aye. Um, and then obviously it brings me to the trailer of the film and if you think it showed too much or not. Well, I just thought it was mixed signals because there was a... You know, like, back then, it, nah, it was a good trailer. I've got, I've got much to say on it. But when I've read facts about Death Becomes, uh, they're saying there's bits in the trailer that aren't in the movie. And like I said, I've seen Meryl Streep in a car, which i never seen that in the movie. That is, it is confusing. I know, I know what you're trying, what, what you're saying there. Like, but there is sense. times. Sometimes they'll hire a trailer out early doors, and then things will get hired on the cutting room floor. Yeah, well, exactly. Right, like, exactly. But look at those films like programs, movie mistakes. Aye. So do you know what I mean there is mistakes made? Like, no, hundred percent. But for me, right, I, I was watching the trailer, and um, it shows you like Goldie Hawn with it, like the hole in her. Which is which is which which has to be like one of the most iconic movie Shots. scenes, aye, aye, of, of the nineties. I would agree with that. Do you know what I mean? I remember thinking like wow. because because as well, mate. That's probably one of the first films that has that kind of capability. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that they showed that in the trailer, I thought, is is that a spoiler or not? But I thought, but I thought it it, it kind of is because it's showing you that she's immortal. However. Imagine being in nineteen ninety two, August ninety two. You see a trailer for a film, and you've never seen anything like that before in your life. You and there's Goldie Hawn with a with a <clears throat> massive empty gap in a kite. Aye, uh, like that would have blew your mind, and you would have instantly thought, "I must see that film." Do you know yeah. what I mean? So for that, for me, that's why it doesn't spoil the film. Do you know what I mean? It's a good video on YouTube, like which shows you like them doing the green. The green screen, like, sort of that, and, you know, like... Aye. Because, like, Meryl Streep's head, like, was back to front at one point, and that, didn't it? Yeah, aye, 100%. Because Ernest, throughout the movie, is given touch-ups, isn't he? Because he says, like, he's like a surgeon, isn't he? So he, like, he sprays him <laughs> and all that. It's funny, that, because earlier on, there's, like, a woman that's just, like... I was hilarious at the bar. <laughs> Your work's so amazing. How do you do it? You go, I just, I, I just use spray paint. <laughs> just, like, proper offended, didn't you? And he goes into a get your proggy little, like, dialect about it, did he? <laughs> Like, you know, I didn't think I was Imagine doing the right though. thing, but then I got the right thing, and then he looks at her and she's like, excuse me, or something like that, and he's uh, just like... Yeah, Imagine, though, like, you go, like... Because it's a matter... I don't know if they do that in this in this country, anyway, cause, but in America, it's, like, a massive thing where they do, like, the, the open coffin day. Do you know what oh. I mean? Yeah, and, like, imagine going in, and they've been spray-painted. It'd be surprising, me. I think they just do whatever, like, to restore them to the sort of... It makes us think of uh, the oh, film My sure. Girl. Remember it's My Girl? Oh, Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Aykroyd. Um, and that's his job in it in that film ironically I watched a TV programme not a show on Netflix <laughs> I just a flashback of you by Carl Atkinson that is it's so funny Carry you are on. a gremlin effing gremlin by Carl <laughs> I saw this um, oh, what was it called man something inventing Anna on Netflix alright and there's this woman who's a reporter, and I was like, who's that? It looks very familiar. And it was the last of my girl. Oh, really? Aye. All grown up, bless her. Aye, it's mad, isn't it? Inventing Anna. Let's see if I can find it. What, you trying to see what she looks like? Or I'm trying to see what show you're on about. Inventing Anna? Hey, you've bang on the money, mate. Aye. Bang on the money. This movie's on Netflix, isn't it? Daddy oh, yeah, there it. she is. An- Anna Klumsky. Hey, she looks exactly the same. She's in something else as well. I've seen a new trailer for something else, and she's in that. So she's obviously getting a bit of work now because she's good in that inventing Anna. 3rd of December 1980, she was born. Anna Klumsky. 
from no. my from my girl. I. I said, what is she now? About forty, has Forty-two. Older. Forty-two. No, she'll be forty-two. Uh, Forty. Well, actually, she'll be forty-one, but she'll be forty-two in December. December third. I want it the day before this film was released. Cool. Right. So we uh, wrap it up. I may wrap it up. That's um, that's been Death Becomes Her. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, we've got to return some videotapes. We've got to return some videotapes. Let's head on down to Betty's video shop. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for giving her the nod. R.I.P. Betty. <laughs> As always, as Nikki said, be kind, rewind. Hope you're good, hope you're well. Speak soon. Speak soon. Brother to brother.